0: All right, Kiss Army. Welcome to the Kiss FAQ podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today.
1: Nothing is into your head. I hope you don't do any damage. This is a kiss-related podcast by the Lord for the Lord. We hope that you enjoy.
2: Welcome
0: to episode 105 of the KISS FAQ podcast. I'm your host today, Julian Gill, admin on the FAQ message board, and I am joined by Daniel. Welcome back, sir. By Thank you. By Ken, 69th Blizzard on the board. Hello. And Marcus Almighty, Mark. Gentlemen. How you doing? Good to see you all. Thank you, as always, for giving your time to the podcast it's very much appreciated uh we're recording this one a couple weeks in advance of when you're actually going to hear it so um i've got my first christmas present which is a a nice natural wool jumper so i get to be i'm a total kiss sheep today i'm a sheep today uh, that. and it 's it 's one of the few days in San Francisco that you actually need a jumper, so uh, yeah it 's that time of year um, let 's just cover some current affairs junk yesterday. You know everyone will have already talked about this by the time you listen to this episode, but obviously Paul Stanley did tweet out yesterday that they had turned down an opportunity or invitation to uh, perform at the next president, Donald J. Trump. Inauguration, and uh, but I just want to cover that quickly, um, and just ask you guys: We've got obviously two non-Americans, uh, one non-American living in America, and an American. Um, for your, just quick viewpoints on that, what you, if you think it's a good idea, bad idea? Your thoughts on that? I'll, I'll just go with mine, and it's I can't believe they turned down what could have been a massive paycheck, because by all all accounts, uh, the next president is having a very difficult time getting a list talent to perform at his uh, inauguration obviously mixing the two is often not such a great idea um, but i would have thought that you would have so much leverage at this point to say uh give me more give me more i mean paul stanley could have gone into a uh you know verse or two of that song give me more um yeah we'll do it i mean americana whatever outside of the politics which to me doesn't matter a damn is it's absolutely irrelevant who's in the house at any one time. It's government is government. So I would have thought that the majority of the demographic for KISS would have been, you know, perfectly fine with them doing so. So, whatever. They've turned it down. Turned down money. Can't believe it. Uh, but obviously, it did conflict with Paul Stanley's birthday, so I guess he already had plans. <laughs> let's let's go to you, Daniel. Outside of the U.S., for you know your opinion, should they should they have done it, taken it? Would it be good or bad or indifferent, or do you just not care?
3: Uh, I was very surprised. Um, I thought for sure they would we'll do it, but to me, it's a good decision because in Sweden, that guy wouldn't get a lot of votes. I mean, he would get like ten percent. Uh, the things he's been saying, the things he's been he's been doing in the past, uh, he wouldn't stand a chance over here. And uh, we're kind of liberal, so the whole right-wing thing with all the nuts and Fox News—it's it's laughable to us. I mean, we think it's just funny. Uh, and the, this thing with religion and politics being so, like merged together. Uh, we'll, uh, we we've done with that we did that like hundred of years ago so we'll try to religion over here and state and uh, decisions for the whole country we do over here and I think that's the way it's supposed to be done and I think yeah, that guy is just a joke i can I can't believe how you guys voted him for president I mean it's I can't I can't imagine how you could do that. Uh, he's he's
0: just They're a the joke.
1: politicians, but... yeah. I yeah, still I still yeah, can't right. believe England
0: voted for well Britain voted for Brexit. I still can't believe yeah. that. So shit, anything's yeah, but... possible when you let the people decide. Anything is possible, and that's part of the process. You know. Yeah. Uh, I'm just glad Scotland mm-hmm. voted against. Yay, <laughs> some sanity. Uh, Mark Canada Canadian view: Should they perform? Should they taken the money and
1: laughed all the way to the bank? Well. I'm, su- I'm surprised in one sense because I could maybe see a little bit of headbutting between Gene and Paul about that because Gene probably wanting the money to do it. And I'm not exactly too sure on his stance with Trump, to be honest with you. I haven't really followed too much of that, to be honest. But, uh, you know, I- I'm kind of guessing, though, that the earliest opinion that KISS have always made about this is why they didn't do it, is because they've always said that they don't they don't like dealing with politics you know they're dacing about you know screwing girls and rock and roll and stuff like that and they leave the politics out and they're not politicians they don't want to tell you how to live their life your life so i'm not surprised on that end they just want to keep their nose out of it because as soon as you start performing and supporting stuff like that then you're going to start having opposition from different factions and they could be part of your fan base so keep that stuff out is what I think they thought,
0: right? That's that's a great point of view, and I I think everyone who goes to a Kiss concert or puts on a Kiss album is doing so to forget about what's going on in the real world, what people are bitching about or fighting about. Um, Ken, as the other American on this on this show, <laughs> you know, what's your <laughs> thought? What's your thought on the whole thing?
2: Well, <clears throat> this is, is what is what is wrong with Kiss today. Kiss they they don't know how to be controversial. You know, gosh, that's that was the best thing to do is to be controversial. You get the people that, you know, who cares if they love you, you let your they hate you, you're going to be in the news. At something like that, you're definitely going to be in the news. And to me it's the greatest publicity. I don't care. It's like they always said, good or bad, it's yep. it's good publicity. Um now, as far as uh, you know, politics, um, you know, I think, I think Gene was a Trump supporter because he picked maybe what he thought was the you know better of two evils. <laughs> but uh, <Yeah>. um, <laughs> uh, and I think maybe you know his wife is obviously the other way and stuff. So when you get into family and all that stuff and politics, it gets kind of can get tough. You know, uh, but to me, they really missed an opportunity for publicity, good or bad. Um, I, I just don't. I just don't get it. Um, I, I think it's a big. It's another misstep for them that we can add on to their that show we had about Kiss missteps. Yep. Uh, back uh, I, to me, this is a misstep to them. Whether or not you like Trump or you hate Trump. You know you vote for them or not to me I was like I hope they play but you know whatever it's fine that they didn't um, but I think they they could have gained a lot more popularity out of it actually in the end um, it would have helped but hey that's the choice when it comes to politics people have a hard time and they get really agitated and, and a lot of you know arguments come out of that obviously so I guess you gotta keep it out of rock and roll.
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you, you know what? There's there's enough drama in the Kiss Army about Tommy and Eric without them going <laughs> yeah,
2: into politics. Kiss politics. In,
0: in, yeah. into the politics. I think it's probably a, a wise idea to stay as far away as possible. And that's as close as I ever really want to do on a on the board or on this podcast of skirting anywhere near the political or religious realm. It's just you know one of those things that they do not mix, and they're things that are very personal. And you know, simple as that. I did wonder whether they had not, you know, gone for it, uh, thinking also about the European tour dates next year, and whether that grows mm-hmm. out, and whether there was a little bit of uh, reticence to, to tour in yeah. countries that, um, you know, are are more left leaning, you know, more liberal than the United States currently is, but, you know, it doesn't matter. Let's get into today's topic, you know, we've, we've already raised, uh, you know, Gene's name in this, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Any other news, Daniel?
3: Yeah, that, that, Just a brief snippet here. Um, I don't know if you guys have read Sebastian Bach's uh, biography. Uh, it's kind of fun. You know, the the, the the usual stuff. Drinking, coking out, girls, all that kind of stuff. But there are quite a few Kiss stories in this one. So if, if you're a Kiss fan, I think you should read this one. He uh, explains how he became a Kiss fan, you know, and it's a really good explanation when he, you know, he describes the concert he was, it was the Dinosaur tour, his father brought him, and they were, you know, just up, uh, He I think he caught one of Ace Frehley's um, uh, glass, gla- no, not picks, he, he drank something, God oh. knows what? and he Ace? threw the mug, yeah, and he threw, and he caught the mug, it's just a great story about that evening on the dynasty tour, and he also talks about when he, he Ace invites him over to um, record some some uh, songs, and they actually record one song called um, "You Make It So Hard for Me" or something really cheesy. <laughs> but then when Ace Frehley releases, uh, I think it's anomaly. Yeah. you know anomaly. the first song, the first song, "Fox and Free." Yeah, that's actually the song that Sebastian Buck wrote for for Ace Frehley, and he didn't get any credit for it. So yep. uh, there's a a lot about that in the book, and that's kind of interesting. And also he talks about meeting Gene, and Gene telling him, "Well, Sebastian, you shouldn't be drinking. <laughs> you, you shouldn't be doing that kind of stuff." And it was uh, so. There's quite a few stories about Kiss on this one. It's it's a good read. Uh, and if you're a girl. Always look at the
0: poster. No, oh, gosh. Talk man, about talk like a, about a Davely Roth wannabe.
3: <laughs> right. No
0: kidding. Yeah. One, hell, one hell,
3: know. of a front man. One. one hell of a front man. Yeah,
0: and he's he, you know I've never been a fan of Skid Row. Simple, as, you no, know no, I,
3: no.
0: I I listened to the first two albums. I stopped with Slave to the Grind. Yeah. Uh, he has a hell of a voice. Simple yep. as that. He's got a great set of pipes. Yep. He sings well, you know. And those first two albums are very decent. You know, they're great for the genre. Uh, and, and I'll leave it at that. I haven't listened to any of his more recent actually he had, he did a a project a few years ago I did hear hear some of it and I thought it sounded just fine, you know, but you know, I'm I'm getting a little bit old and all that that I'm, don't really grumpy, yeah. <laughs> I don't really dig into new stuff any. Old and grumpy. Yeah. I don't really dig into
3: new stuff. Well actually actually you have to check. I think he has a couple of really good <clears throat> tunes on his solo albums like uh Give Him Hell from 2014 and Kicking and Screaming. And also, it's kind of interesting the 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 album he did with it, where uh, Axel Rose sang like two, three, four songs with him. They did an Aerosmith cover that was kick-ass, "Back in the Saddle," I think it was. Hmm. So, yeah, I think you should check out a few of his albums. And he's a huge Kiss fan. Oh yeah, I forgot. I could probably do it on YouTube yeah. for free. Yeah, he's huge. So. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Alright, so let's get into today's topic, and I'm just going to play a brief section here. I'll uh, punch in, if I remember, as I always say I'm going to punch shit in, and I never do, but uh, I'll try and punch in a nice sounding quality version of it, so...
2: Hi, everybody. It's
0: Gene Simmons. I'm really looking forward to headlining Nashville Bike Week. That's right. Go to NashvilleBikeWeek.com. You know how to spell it out. You'll find out all the amazing things that are being planned just for you in
3: and around the Tennessee area. And if you're not from there, come on down anyway. Nashville
2: Bike Week, mid-September. Gene Simmons. All right, so you that's how they have. long track. You yeah. notice how they have uh, Paul Stanley's singing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <phone>. yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, that was yeah. going to
0: be one of the things that I mentioned. So this came out, yeah. I, what was it, last week or in the last week or so? And, you know, the ad for. Nashville Bike Week is presents Gene Simmons with special guest Skid Row. So that's a, a nice tie okay. back to Daniel's newsman bit. Yeah. Uh, former Skid Row, anyway. That's it, not it, Skid Row. Yeah, it, the fake Skid Row, the one with scabs, yeah. right? So is, yeah. is that what? It, uh, who is the singer? well? Who is the singer these days? They that's what I remember. one
3: that isn't into. The, they have switched singer. This is the third singer in the, the
1: Dragon Force guy,
2: right?
3: Yeah, and he's even not. He's not even a member of the band.
2: He's like oh. he's like oh. a higher. Sounds star. like sounds like a high, yeah, contract like was not yeah. signed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sounds
0: familiar. <laughs> uh, so another another kiss connection is of course Slaughter will be there in the Big Rock Show. So what this ad and all that led to is the question: Is Gene going to be performing solo? So that's our topic today. It's um, you know just taking a little bit of if Gene well, does. If- what if gene went solo paul's done it twice 1989 and 2006 2007 with uh, live to win and gene has also had a second non-kiss solo album out in that time um he has a vast back catalog he's got a 1978 solo album so you know let's get into some of the the thoughts about i I even have i even got some notes today you know all right you know, I, I I always do this shit off the cuff. I, I thought today I'd try and be a little bit more... Um, Studious? Pre- well, prepared. <laughs> because when it comes to Gene Simmons and solo, I really felt I had to give it some real thought. So mm. I opened a bottle of scotch last night and uh, quick, quickly played Ace's solo album instead. You know, simple as that. <laughs> so one of the, I, I guess the first thing I want to kind of talk about is image. Because obviously Gene Simmons solo, he's not going to go out painted as the demon. It, it would be stupid. Uh, maybe he would, but who knows? What, what do you think? Of, what is he? Sixty eight now? You know. I, I mean, I like I, when you look at this ad, this ad that was on, I mean, he was looking a little bit haggardish. You know, I was thinking, wow, he could be hanging out with Ozzy. You know, looking like that, yeah. um, the jowls, you know so what would you know a stylist maybe do for gene to dress him he needs help in the dressing department definitely um what would you like to see if gene were touring solo for his image and i guess costume for one of a for, uh, of a better term mark i'll go to you first on there
1: well i'm i'm thinking of it like oh. this i mean i have a whole elaborate back thing for mine again but um to answer your question um, I really think that he's gonna keep it pretty casual at this point in his career. I think that Gene Simmons is Gene Simmons. Everybody if you know him by, if you don't know him by now, then you'll ne- probably never know him because I mean he's been around for forty some odd years doing this stuff. So I kind of envision that he's gonna kind of take it more down the revengeous path path not so much tight leather stuff but more along that i think he's gonna keep it dark i think he's gonna keep it more that way maybe growing a little bit of a beard or something you know like something just something a little bit more you know i don't want to use the word grungier but something a little bit more you know metal looking i think he might do because i mean when you get when you start getting older i notice that a lot of the uh a lot of our idols as they age they try to keep that persona with them, keep bring back a little bit of their youth back into their look, to kind of deter people away from noticing that they're getting old, right? So, I think that that might be the way to go. I think I might be, you know, duck him out in some black clothing, you know, grow a bit of a goatee, or you know, yeah. again, you know, and just you know, go up there and do it, do his thing, you know. I mean, he's Gene Simmons for Christ's sake. I mean, what 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 else does he have to prove by now, you know? Yeah. And when we get back to it, I have a whole bunch of stuff for my whole backstory. I'll get to that after. But that's how I think he should look.
0: All right. So, Ken, do you think uh, revisiting the asylum looks out of the question for this? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or a thing. Yeah. yeah. That or wearing a, uh, you know, a onesie, uh, nighttime, you know, kiss onesie or something. But, uh, no, you know. Uh, I think it, he can't even go back to revenge. I mean, maybe some of the, the clothing, but, uh, I can't see him putting on another, another wig. Um, I guess he could, <laughs> I, I don't think but... the one he has now comes off.
3: No, no.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, well that, and I, I don't know, leave it as he is now, um, shoot i don't know what he's gonna look like but i think yeah like mark said pretty much stick to who you are everyone knows who you are you they've seen you on family jewels uh, on tv and you, they kind of know what you look like anyway um so just go with that and maybe go with you know the jeans boots uh some kind of you know cool t-shirt maybe uh, uh, a you know leather leather vest kind of of thing uh something like that i don't know um just you know and maybe some change you know with some skulls on it or something <laughs> just to keep with the old demon you know stuff uh but the, yeah I, I don't think he's going to change too much from his uh daily attire except he's not going to be wearing a, a blazer out there i don't think on this
0: yeah, that that's my biggest concern is the Wayne yeah. Newton style blazer, you know, because he's looking too much like Wayne. Yeah. Um, Don't wear that. And, and God bless him, it's just not rock and roll. So no, um, yeah. and and also I think what you said, or I, I, if it was you, about trying to hold on to their youth and the dressing up, you end up looking like Steven Tyler and Joe Perry, which Mark. is just a very yeah. scary kind of concept at this point. So right, Mark, um, I, I'm sorry, Daniel.
3: Yeah. What do you think? Well, well, I agree to some extent with what the other guy said. Um, you know, Gene Simmons made a tour of the... Yeah. Uh, he did a tour of uh, South America a couple of years back. I'm going to share a few pictures from that tour. And I think he surprised me. He looked... Well, I didn't. <clears throat> he surprised me because he uh, managed to look real cool and... Uh, kind of reminded me of the revenge era touring uh i'll just try and see if i can share a few pictures with you
2: i remember Uh, that tour.
3: yeah and he actually it's sort of a he must have looked at the revenge tour and tried to copy that one and i i was i was mesmerized i mean the guy he stole the limelight from the other guys and you if you look to to the side of him there you have sebastian back buck one of the oh, best yeah. front men in rock and roll history and gene simmons like blew him out of the water i was so surprised that he could carry a show by his by by himself and he did really good there in south america and i was really positive uh, it was a positive experience and experience uh, I never thought he was able to do that and he even brought the axe and oh, I remember one of the concerts he just walked out and people started chanting Gene Gene and he just lifted up he, he lifted the the axe the above his head and just stood there and held the axe like this and people <laughs> went crazy I think it was the best start of a concert
2: Hammer of the Gods
3: and then he, he, he like started <laughs> playing yeah so yeah. um I think it should go for the revenge here, look and like yeah. Mark said, maybe even grow a goatee like the rest of it us. It might
2: work. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I'm 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 close to where you guys are
0: at and uh, I'm I'm not going back to asylum because Maud is no longer with <laughs> us, so um you know, I I would much rather he just go for comfort and forget all the bullshit that goes along with costuming and all that. Forget the revenge look; that's done. Uh, you know, he, there's no no way for it to make any sense and go hot in the shade. And that is, you know, mm-hmm. the you know the picture. I, picture of him where he's wearing that freaking awful blue um shirt basically like, and, the jeans pants. Shirt and Levi's a shirt. yeah just just that i mean i when i was backstage in, i think the farewell tour he was just walking around black leathers that blue that same blue shirt and it's just it, you know it ties in with hot in the shade it's i think it's used on the uh hide your heart single cover um in most markets mm-hmm. so you know be comfortable it's not easy getting up on stage at this point, so forget about you know trying to dress up and present yourself, you know, as 1992 Circa Gene Simmons with all that stuff. You know, just, just go for comfort, go for whatever. And that is your costume. Maybe wear a different t shirt every day, you know, but, if, if you want something a little bit more interesting. A-
3: Advertising. Mean, he, he pulled it off in 2012. I mean, have you seen uh, the the clips from South America when he when looked like the Revenge area? I think it was great. Yeah, I many years ago. Yeah, he totally pulled it off. I
0: I just yeah. don't see the point in in doing that. You know, going back there again. You know, go to the same well the third time and.
1: Well, I mean, but it was only in one area. I mean, well, again, I mean that have that did what Dude. four shows. And then he had to cancel the rest yeah. of it. Like, I mean, yeah. come on.
0: All right, guys, <laughs> I'll admit it. And Lonnie, you're not here. It's because it's fucking revenge. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we did it. Yeah. We made him admit it.
2: <laughs> gosh
0: all right so I want to get into a bit of Mark's backstory on this so where do you want to start with your backstory? do you want to start with like the the name of the tour the staging or Well I got
1: I'll, I'll show you what I got
0: okay where, where, how do you set up your answer to this whole question
1: okay so basically he's he, he's gonna go and he's gonna do a tour okay now what I made it do is that he's gonna just do a tour of the US okay. No. Now, not a not a huge tour, just selected cities, and I have it here on my made poster flyer that I'll show you here, which has the tour name on it as well, which the tour is going to be called 1978 and Beyond.
2: Okay. Gene
1: Simmons, yeah. 1978 and Beyond. Yeah. There's the cities. There they're going to play, which are like Boston, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Seattle, Chicago, St. Louis, Detroit, New York City, Cleveland, and Miami. Okay. Now, being Gene Simmons, as far as the band that he's going to put in together for this, he decides to, you know, pull a little bit of muscle. He is Gene Simmons. He knows a lot of people and connections. And what is the biggest thing that people have been clamoring about for years is that people wanted to hear those demos that Gene did with Eddie and Alex Van Halen, right? So being that he's that he's never put them out and that he's always, you know, made some sort of deal with them, this time he decides to pull rank and tell them that he's thinking about putting it out. Now, in order for him to not do it, they just they come to an agreement that Eddie and Alex will join his touring band for this cycle. So he'll have Eddie Van Halen on guitar and Alex on drums. He'll play bass and sing. You'll also have Bruce Kulik for second guitar yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. on there. Mm-hmm. And he will also have Derek Sherinian playing keyboards on stage with them as well. Former mm-hmm. keyboardist for the Revenge Tour, I'm pretty sure he played with them on that. So yeah. that would be the touring lineup. Okay, Now... I designed a little small stage. I'll get to the songs later once we all talk about what we think the yeah. songs look like. All be.
0: right, well, why don't you hold but, your thoughts on the stage for a moment while, okay. yeah. while we go through to everyone else on the tour name mm-hmm. and who should be in the backing <laughs> band. Daniel, mm-hmm. yeah. give us well, your thoughts have, on that.
3: I have a few ideas of the tour name. Gene Simmons, I guess he will use that one. if it would, it would. Gene si- Uncle Gene would be one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Gene playing some old stuff. For you guys, no, I wouldn't use that one. I think I would use something like Gene Simmons' Revenge or something. Gene Simmons' okay. Revenge, and, and I would have him talk a lot of. I would like to see him badmouth Paul. <laughs> this story. I would really like to see him badmouth Paul because Paul's been getting a lot. Of, <laughs> I mean, funny. he's been ripping Gene apart for decades, and Gene has actually been a gentleman about it. I mean, Paul has been saying, I can see Gene Simmons' ego from my house. I mean, Paul Stanley's ego is way bigger. And Paul Stanley is like, well, if I can't decide everything on this record, there won't be a record, you guys. So I'm in charge. I would love it for Gene to go up. Well, you know, Paul did a tour 10 years back, live to win. This will be way better. It's called Gene Simmons' revenge. Let's get on. And then they rip into the first song, and I'll get to the first song later on. All right. Who do you think in, uh, for his backing band, or do you not backing really band? I, I'm thinking. I also thought Bruce Kulick would be really cool, and that would tie in with the name, you know, Gene Simmons' Revenge, and you would have Bruce Kulick on lead guitar. But then you need some guy who can move around and do some of the and do some of the singing, and I would actually pick a Swedish guy for that one. I don't know if you heard of Entombed or Helicopters yes. or Imperial State Electric Yep. Electric. There's a guy who played in all of those band and a, bands, and he's bands, and he's a real big Kiss fan. Uh, he's good at writing music. He, he's a good singer. He plays all the instruments, and he's called he's called Nicky Anderson, uh, mm-hmm. Nicky Anderson, I guess you would say. And uh, uh, I'll show you a picture of him if I can do it right. I uh, see. And he is actually good at. Playing the guitar and he's a great showman and he could do the backup vocals. Drummer really doesn't matter. I think you could pick, it. but if you if you would really pick a great drummer that would have some history with the band, I would actually pick pick Anton Fig. Of course, I don't know if he's no. available, but mm-hmm. but I think it would be he can still bring it and uh, he, he can do some of the backup vocals. Uh, and I would uh, I would like to have that band. Bruce Kulick, and uh, the guy from Imperial State Electric and Entombed. Uh, he's a huge KISS fan, so he would love doing this. Nick- Nicky Anderson. So that would be my uh, my lineup. That's interesting. Maybe you, could, maybe you could bring in... If Nicky Anderson can't do it, you can bring in, bring in Key Marcello, an old Europe oh, guitarist. Wow, wow. yeah. <laughs> good he's a good singer and uh, he's some sort of he's sort of a kiss fan as well he's uh europe hey yeah yeah, yeah. He, he played for europe for a couple of years uh, or a few years so
1: <laughs>
3: yeah yeah but that's not their best song they, they opened up for kiss when i last saw them
1: on the sonic boom tour it was a great yeah. concert
3: yeah well
1: yeah. oh, they have lots of other records that are much yeah, better than oh, that
0: god uh, what is it wings of tomorrow best album mm-hmm in my opinion so okay Ken let's go to you alright
2: uh, I'm more off the cuff I didn't do my homework like you do so I thought about it actually a little bit but I didn't write anything down but so the tour name I would call it uh, the demon rises hmm. that would be the, the tour name uh, demon rises tour uh, so I think it's kind of fitting for that um and then, um, as for, uh, personnel, uh, I would have, I would have Bruce Kulick in there because I don't think, you know, she, I, I, you know, the Van Halen's would be great. Like, like I think that's almost impossible. <laughs> so, uh, you never
1: know, you never know right.
2: Sometimes uh, you, you know. If he pays them enough money, maybe. Um, <laughs> uh, so there you go. That's the guy that, uh. Daniel was talking about
3: it nice shirts
2: um, <laughs> so I'm going with again uh, Bruce Kulick uh, on guitar and I'm going to keep uh, Eric Singer as John wow. bring him along see these are two guys I'm figuring well they know he's gonna play some Kiss stuff and maybe he'll play some other stuff too but they they're you know familiar or know how to play this stuff um, and then uh, for guitarist i want to get uh, what's the name I'm, I'm slipping right now it's uh, Ace Frehley's current rhythm guitarist Richie um, Scarlet. Richie Scarlet, yeah, yeah, yeah. Richie Scarlet. I would get Richie Scarlet. yeah that's a good uh, to join him and uh, that would be and see all know some Kiss right yeah he's yeah. like,
3: like the B version of Paul Stanley strutting <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: around exactly and that's pretty you know hey, B version is pretty good at Paul yeah. Stanley yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't want a C version but uh, B version's. Still not too bad. <laughs> so hey, uh, he's he's
0: entertaining entertaining as hell, richie cheap. Yeah. So yeah.
2: that exactly like that would be my band. Uh, for,
0: for well, you, you've uh, well Daniel and Ken in particular have completely gone and taken my ideas. Um, you know, <laughs> sure for, for, for the back for the backing idea uh, for the backing band, I've got Eric on drums and yeah. Bruce on guitar. Because okay. they're already doing harmonies for Gene for the songs, I think they're critical. Um, Bruce, obviously, as lead player, is yeah. you know just perfection. Um, but I've got Tommy along for the ride on rhythm to replace Paul. Oh, oh my! Yeah,
2: what a band!
0: <laughs> you know, wow. just just to keep just to keep it in the family. I mean, Tommy and Eric are already on salary, so you know might might save a few shekels or something so would uh, um, like that
1: mm-hmm.
0: for the tour name I've got the devil is me tour and me in capital gigantic font and the devil and me yeah. the, the rest of it in small
1: that's a good one kind of tying yeah. in with
0: his uh, idiotic me ink book which I never yeah, purchased. Exactly. I didn't even buy it was on when it was on sale for did a
3: anyone pack. buy that yeah
0: so the devil is me and he's on tour. Let's talk about the staging, and we'll go back to you, Mark, on that, because you were just about to go into it before I interrupted. And uh, in Mark's reality, what do you see with staging?
1: Okay, so I did a drawing, of course, again. Um, so I'll have to kind of maybe walk it, walk you through, because it might be a little difficult to see. So here's the stage. There's a backdrop there with, <laughs> like his, with his makeup. Okay. <laughs> right. But coming out from underneath the drum riser is going to be like a long tongue. So it looks like from the back of this, from the arena, it looks like his tongue is coming out from the from the back, right? So there's his face, right? The face is the backdrop with the dollar signs there, right? With the Simmons on top. And then underneath the drum riser, coming out of the drum riser will be like a long tongue, right? And then you'll have everybody's positions here in the front, you know, Gene in the middle, eddie and bruce right and then derek Sherinian in the back there right and then like the the standard wall of amplifiers and then the drum set in the middle Now i I figured that depending on how big these places will be because i'm thinking he'll probably do like maybe mid-sized theaters maybe right i can't see this being in an arena kind of thing right so just big enough to make it look impressive like a big backdrop like that and then, but simple enough to tour around and be able to cart it, you know, around America, right? I mean, having done tours myself, I realized the importance of the ease of setting up and dismantling quickly and getting from place to place, right? So you don't want to make it too elaborate, especially if he's going to be, you know, keeping it on the mid mid scale of things. So that's kind of my idea for the stage. I think the big the big thing is the whole uh, backdrop with his makeup there and then mm-hmm. that long tongue for, uh, that protrudes out onto the carpet to kind of give it that 3D effect from when you're sitting in the back looking in.
2: <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's great. Dan, yeah. h- how about you?
3: What do you want to see him actually use as a stage or just get up there and play? Well, I would c- keep it kind of simple. I like I like the Revenge era look, you know, not that many colors. I would just have like Gene Simmons' Revenge as a backdrop or maybe if they could use um, if they could use like a projector and show different images, it w- would be kind of cool to show, you know, footage from uh, when they actually recorded the songs that he's performing. Much like Kiss did on was it the farewell tour when when they showed during Do You Love Me? clips from their career it was kind of touching when you saw that so it would be kind of cool if if he would perform like an asylum song they would show some live um pro
0: shot pro shot footage of
3: (laughs) a song that would kick ass (laughs) or maybe he would just talk about how he looked you know he can be kind of funny so he would just say well you know, I look like this, uh, but Paul Stanley, he looks like a guy. Let's play this one. <laughs> and then it would move into the next one. Anyway, I, I would really like him to get back at Paul because Paul is getting so much slack. He's thinking, he thinks he can say anything about Gene, and Gene never says anything bad about Paul. I would just like to, him to you know, say something back to Paul. I would love him to do that, but, but I guess I don't think he would. I'm so sick and tired of Paul's antics. Mm. Wow
0: <laughs> You know, tell us how you feel And, you know, sugarcoat it uh, Ken
2: yeah, Okay um, Yeah, for the States I kind of keep it simple But uh, I bring out the old uh, was it The candelabras Out uh, And I, I'd love to see a couple of those Or uh, a remake or Of those old demon statues That they used to have Back in the day those gargoyle type uh, demon statues out there. Just a kind of a gothic look stage. That's what I would go for for him. Um, But don't overdo it, you know. (laughs) Too crazy. But just a little gothic. Um, uh, Nothing else too fancy, really. Um, Just keep it simple. And, uh, you know, I still think he may do the fire thing, of course. Um, But I don't think he's going to, you know, do the blood for this. That's pretty much limited to Kiss in this instance. Yeah,
0: Yeah, those those are all good ideas. Mine was very much along similar lines to, you know, keeping it simple. Um, again, a Spartan stage, just a wall of amps like Ace is touring. Um, I, I don't even go for candelabras or any effects. And the backdrop it is nothing more than if it works for Iron Maiden to change their backdrop every tour, and Ace just has his backdrop, why not with Gene Simmons? But I, I don't see it having anything artistic. This is gene simmons i just see him with a giant picture of himself behind himself um and the picture that i'm thinking of would be his backdrop is have you seen the picture it's a red background it's gene standing there and he's got the, the halo of platinum albums going around yeah. himself sort of so sort of like the the metal messiah type deal and 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 that is it that is all i would see behind him and i think he would keep the lighting very simple it would just be you know someone can roll out uh, a wall of amps small drum riser and he would just get up and perform simple as that, not much show to the show whatsoever um, I don't even know if they could do the candle opera on stage these days at a lot of these venues after the uh, the Great White Fire years ago mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and he would obviously be doing the same sort of venues that Paul did on his solo tour and mm-hmm. you know Ace does regularly no, maybe a little bit bigger than Ace's so nothing spectacular oh, Let's get into set and structure. I mean, Gene has done a solo show once before, I guess you could call it, and that would be the, what is it, the Sang Jacinto California show where Paul was sick and Gene went on and kind of mm. hobbled together a set. Prepared. Um, yeah. I I think he would definitely need a little bit of coaching as a front man because he, he certainly wasn't prepared that day, so... How do you think a set for Gene should go down? The way I approached it was I took Paul Stanley's Live to Win tour and One Live Kiss and completely mirrored that for Gene. So I'm going with four solo songs from 1978, four asshole songs, because Paul did four off Live to Win, and I'm very sorry for everyone out there that I've actually managed to pick four songs off asshole, and then 11 Kiss songs. Because I think in most cases that's exactly what everyone wants to hear. Um, how do you approach it? Can we go through
3: this like song, song by song, like we did with uh, with uh, with the uh, seven to eight albums? It would be kind of cool to to like uh, reveal yeah. it part
1: by
0: part yeah absolutely yeah. It, it's um you know we'll get to song picks after we yeah. talk about structure and how how yeah. you'd want to do it would you oh, want yeah. any i've got an acoustic mini set in the middle of mine
2: <laughs> okay so <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: you know that's why i've got Bru- that, that's why i've got bruce in the lineup as well so
3: mm. <clears throat>
0: okay and eric's really good on the tambourine so, Ken, let's go to you on this. How, how, how would you see a set coming together, um, you know, the 90,000-foot view of it?
2: Okay, well, he, I think he's got to play a little bit of everything. Uh, it's not going to be a... I don't think it's going to be like a hard, hard rock concert, even though, you know, he's got some hard rock songs, obviously. <laughs> um, I think you have to keep some of the classics, of course, the classic classics like, you know, uh, Deuce, for sure. And some, some other ones, you know, heavy ones. Maybe God of Thunder, maybe. I don't know. Maybe not. Um, and then I, I think he also needs to do some of the uh, hidden ones that kids fans have been waiting for a while for, like Charisma. I'd love yeah. to see him do that. And, and Naked City. Uh, those are two for sure that I would want to see him do. And then on the, the other third part of it kind of uh, thing is like you were talking uh, maybe more the lighter side of gene which would be you know, see you tonight is still going to be on there um maybe journey of a thousand years uh, on it and also i was i was thinking throwing a couple of maybe beatles songs in there influence just them <laughs> with that sorry daniel but beatles you got it yeah i like them it's but- his influence but I think they could do it uh, I think it would be a, a nice thing you know um, but yeah you got to do a little bit of hidden stuff and then some of the of course the classics from kiss era but I think he's got to pull those songs out that kiss would never play I mean they don't they never play charisma really uh, uh live and uh and naked city uh, those are just two songs like that man i i'd love to see that that would be fantastic, so that's where I stand on, on the, the songs. That's,
0: that's, that's a very interesting outlook, Daniel. Because you were shaking your head so vehemently there, um, what's your take?
3: When it comes to structure, uh, I would think that this is possibly the the first and last time Gene Simmons will ever do a solo tour. <laughs> and, I, and I would like him to pay homage to what made Gene Simmons Gene Simmons, yeah. and of course you could talk about Beatles being an influence, but I wouldn't like him to sing Beatles songs on stage. I mean, you can't top McCartney and Lennon. So, even though he's a good singer, and uh, I, I would like him to pay homage to Kiss, and I would leave off everything he'd, he's done by himself. You no know, asshole! What a what an awful record! I don't like it at all. The solo album, I didn't put a single song on the best of the solo albums a few weeks back. I wouldn't do it here either. I would leave that stuff off this show. This would be about Kiss. This would be about what made Gene Simmons Gene Simmons. And sure as hell wasn't his solo albums. It was Kiss. Uh, And Paul Stanley has gotten a lot of the limelight. But Gene Simmons has some killer tunes that never have been performed especially from the 85 asylum album yeah there. there you have a few uh, gems uh, so i would keep it all kiss and i would try to keep it you know in them i would not bring it a- on any acoustic stuff because they've done that to death i mean sure mtv unplugged was great it was excellent but nowadays they do it on the cruise of course, Dan does some 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 solo stuff on, on the cruise where he play he plays uh, acoustically and they do they have done a few shows acoustically in in the past year. so that's been done to their death but you have never heard fits like a glove since the early 80s so you yeah. need or actually 1990 or less one. so I we need that. some more hard rock
0: <laughs> wow I I can't wait to get into your list Mark how about you
1: well I, I I took a look at it this way what would I want to see if I have him come go on on tour okay now I think that the one thing that people are clamoring for and I know I've been especially even when it comes to kiss stuff is I want a bit more knowledge about some of these songs okay that mm-hmm. they've played. So I'm approaching his set list more, and we, and since Julian touched upon this, how poor of a frontman Gene Simmons is, so he couldn't go out there and do the, you know, he can't do no Bible preaching kind of sermons like Paul does on stage. So what can he do? He can, He's still a good talker, so I'm approaching his set list to have a little less songs in it than you guys would probably have, but I'm t- approaching it more like a st- BH1 storytellers where he comes out, yeah. plays a couple songs, yeah. and in between he discusses a little bit of each song before he performs it with the band to kind of give you a little bit more insight to each song. So I'm keeping my set to like 11 songs with two encore. There's going to be some 78 stuff, no asshole stuff, and there's going to be kiss stuff though, but not the usual, you know, kiss stuff that you would probably expect. Right. So but my main thing with my set list is I'm going to keep it so that besides the first two songs that they're going to play straight back to back, he will discuss a little bit about each song, some points we may not know about it, maybe some interesting factoids and kind of put it in a way that not only will you leave there satisfied musically, but you'll also kind of get a little bit more of a insight to the songs in general than you would have before the show.
0: All right, so let's get into the first couple of songs. And I, I guess I did not organize mine into a proper set list, so I, I'm just I, I'm just going to go and, uh, you know, Deuce and Ladies Room are the first two of the Kiss songs that for me that I would want to hear Gene do on a solo tour. Deuce, would I've, you
3: open up with that one? I would open so up
0: you... with, with Deuce. Yeah. Deuce, yeah. without a doubt. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it, it is Gene Simmons opening song you know before there was detroit rock city there was deuce and by the way Mm -hmm. i do not have detroit rock city in my set my set list even though ace likes to perform paul songs or love Mm -hmm. gun i'm staying away from that because we all know what happens when when gene tries to help paul sing paul songs it doesn't work out (laughs) very well so deuce because i'm selfish and that's my my gotta have song ladies room just because i like it and it's a little bit more of a... It's a deeper cut, really, uh, by th- yeah. these days. Mm-hmm. So that would make me happy. Daniel, what are a couple of your first ones?
3: Uh, the first one to punch is Deuce. Uh, he would start with that one. And I would actually pick... The only song he hasn't written in my set, that's Parasite, because I... I think that would be a good follow-up. And I like the way Gene sings it. And he's really a talented singer. He's always been saying that, well, I can't sing and that sort of stuff. But he still sings like a god to me. I mean, and he can sing the heavy stuff, and he can sing the ballads. But I would love Deuce and Parasite as a one-two punch in the beginning. And then he could start talking about songs. That's a hell of a
0: one-two punch. Mark, let's get a, a couple of your
3: picks.
1: Well, like I said, they're going to start with back-to-back 1-2 songs. So, the first two, being that the tour is called 78 and Beyond, I'm going to have him start with Radioactive right into Burning Up with Fever. Those are going to be the first two songs that he will do mm-hmm. with with the band. Just going to start with those two songs off of that solo record. That's mm-hmm. you know, I I kind of think that that was a bit of his baby, so why not just start with that? And get that out of the way, and then start talking about some of the other songs in more detail.
0: That, that's a good pick from his solo album, and a good one, a, a good you know sequential, you know set. So really cool,
2: Ken. Well, I'm definitely going to start off with Deuce, <laughs> like like everyone else. We have that. Uh, most of us have that idea of Deuce has to be the song, and it's it's a great lead off song. Um, the next song, I'd, I'd still stick stick with a kiss song. Um, I'm thinking uh, I would go with uh, uh, what is it? Uh, watching you. I would go with watching you because you Ooh, don't hear that often like that. either, and I I like watching you. So uh, I, I'd go with that one as a second song.
0: So you know, straight off the bat, I think we've named quite a few songs that are you know kind of standards. Are we going in that direction? That we always, or most Kiss fans, no, they don't change the set list. They play the same shit. and Here we are picking the classics straight <laughs> so off, that's off the bat, except for Mark. So my my next two are going to be two off his 1978 solo album. I think if Gene's out there touring, he's got to do something off that. And I, you know, I've I've picked four, and I went with Radioactive, followed by Burning Up with Fever. So Mark, great picks there, you know. Um... <laughs> He's been doing radioactive recently, and it's sounding very good. And he's sounding great. He's he's a good singer. He he underrates yeah. himself, and yes. it would just be nice to. What I would like in my set, again, I'm not going. These are not in order. Um, is I'd like to hear all the textures that he's kind of given vocally to his songs over the years. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: mm, that's all I got to say on those. Daniel, back to you.
3: Yeah, I'm going for the show. That I would like it to go and see, I would like to see a lot of slow songs. So, so after the first, to do some parasite, he, he would do some sort of introduction and a hello and welcome, and then he would rip into fits like a glove, and he would do the scream. And even though people look like crickets when he stops the song, you know, through, and no one answers. <laughs> There would be enough fans so they could answer but I would like him to do the scream much as he did at the first concert in Detroit 1990 you can go and watch that kids and you can see a good scream. He would do fits like a glove and then he would follow, follow up with a classic uh, gem that's not that hasn't been performed a lot. love them leave them so that would be my third and fourth love them lea- leave them is a kind of a heavy tune live. It's very. I've been mean, going back
0: to when they first brought that back into the set in 2006.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Fantastic song. Always mm-hmm. loved it, and you know you don't really get much deeper than that. And it's one that they've obviously people. Are, oh, I remember that. So Ken, let's go back to you next on there.
2: I'm thinking uh, next is something probably radioactive would be a good one to throw in next. Um, trying to mix it up a bit, um, and then maybe. Um, Something like uh, I would think I would like you, Julian. I think ladies' room would be a, a good one to throw in there too, because that's yeah, that's never played. <laughs> so that would be another one.
0: Yep, good stuff, Mark.
1: Okay, so now that we're past the opening two, we're going we're to start getting into songs that he'll talk about. So now that he has Bruce on the in the band with him. He's gonna talk a little bit about the next song because it's off of Revenge, which is Domino. So he talks a little bit about mm. you know the song and Bruce will maybe throw in a little bit about the recording of the you know, the solo or something like that, or talk a little bit about the recording time of them doing that. So that's one song that they do. And then after they're done that, they'll go back and play something off of Lick It Up, which is fits like a glove. They'll play. And Gene will, you know, talk a little bit more about, you know, The background of that song, where did it come from, what was the inspiration of it, you know. Who knows what he could talk about in these kind of songs. There could be stuff that we may not even have a clue about that inspired him to write these songs. So those are my next two songs. I think those are two good kind of songs that are not often played nowadays at all by Kiss. So I think they would be a welcomed uh, pick to have in his set list.
0: You know what I've just realized? I've got nothing from Lick It Up on mine. You know, I did flip flop mm. back and forth. You know, like Paul on his, where he had two songs never previously performed, I tried to keep mine to two songs never previously performed. So I started out, I had, and on the eighth day, you know, something obscure, but it kept mm. getting, I kept overwriting those two spots with other materials. So by the time I got to the end, I had nothing left. So I'm going to asshole uh. now, just for Daniel. Um,. Uh, <laughs> Of the two songs off that solo album that I would actually want to hear live. And Sweet and Dirty Love, because you've got Bruce and Eric in my lineup, would work out very well. And Tommy, for that matter. Um, Mm -hmm. And Asshole, because... Maybe I'm an asshole too. So that's the, I, I like that song. I, I like Shirley Temple's version of it better than Gene's, but I just think it's a fun song. And since it was the title track of that album, I throw it in there. So the first, probably you'd never have to listen to those songs again after that set. So, Daniel, back to you for yours.
3: Yeah, I'm actually going to some Lick It Up stuff. And I would have, God damn it, I would have uh, Gene Simmons introduce these as, you know, Paul Stanley, he liked to play a lot from Lick It Up, but I never got to play one of my songs from Lick It Up next to (laughs) Fits Like a Glove. And I did a great one, but we were never allowed to play it. And talking about it, I I come to think of Dynasty as well. I had a great song on that one as well, but he only wanted to play that disco shit, I Was Made For Love You. (laughs) But I have a better song than that one. And my number five six is not for the innocent and charisma mm. now the fire alarms goes yeah. off so i have to leave you for a brief moment okay we'll talk about your picks while you're gone
0: i think that's a great pick not for the innocent that would be yeah. fa- that would be absolutely fa- with fantastic that. to 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 get to hear live and to get to see him do that you know good stuff great picks um ken how about a couple
2: more from you well i'm going to mirror somewhat uh, so far uh, Daniel on that uh, Not For The Innocent definitely uh, I'd want to hear that one uh, it's, that's one of my favorites off of look it up um, and then the other one I'm going to go for uh, uh, a creature song I'm going to go for Saint and Sinner you know, and hope he can pull it off I'd love to hear that song um, that's another song I'd love to hear if he didn't if he couldn't pull that off then I'd do Rock and Roll Hell instead yeah. off of that Um but uh in which you know they just did recently so he's familiar again with it so he could you know do that and uh i mean richie Scarlet probably familiar with it if they've tried to put it in their set uh, i don't know if they've done that in ace freely's solo tour but um i'm sure he's familiar with it it's not too difficult of a song
0: yeah i'm really liking the pick of richie Scarlet as rhythm guitarist in this lineup um I'm really liking it, but I'm just going to resist the urge to replace Tommy with Richie Scarlett. I just, I
2: just, Tommy, it's like Tommy I'm, replacing I'm,
0: I'm, I'm sticking with Tommy here. I'm not going to throw yeah. him to the wolves. Uh, Mark, yeah. a couple more from you.
1: Okay, so next up, Bruce, uh, Bruce, Gene will introduce Derek Shurnian, talk about how he was in the band, you know, as the keyboard player and then talk about his love of keyboards and how he wasn't afraid to use them in certain material when he wrote. Now, the song that they'll play next, he'll talk about how he's really been enamored with the technology of keyboards and how it's gotten better, especially string sounds. So that will lead them into playing a rockin' version of Man of a Thousand Faces. Ooh, nice,
2: nice.
1: So with him, with Derek, doing all the orchestrated parts on keyboard... And then after they're done doing that, Gene will go back and talk a little bit about his time in England, recording a solo record, the 78 one, and then they'll go into doing True Confessions, which is another song which I think that is really odd, never heard probably live ever, and will be uh, an interesting song to pick and to put into the set list there as well. So it kind of ties in those two together, the uh, Man of a Thousand Faces and True Confessions.
0: Good picks. Nice. I, I like both of those. I wouldn't touch it with the barge pole. but one, I'm going to steal Derek from you. I did not have a keyboard player in my lineup, and looking at my next two picks, I think we need one. And these would go in the acoustic-ish kind of section of my set, and again, they're both from Asshole, and it's now that you're gone, because I want to see the sentimental side of Gene. Um, and... <laughs> believe it or not waiting for the morning light and i think if i steal some of wow. mark's idea of him telling stories he could talk about how he wrote a song of bob dylan noble p- poetry laureate or whatever it was that he won the, the 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 prize for and didn't show up for so you know i think he'd need Derek's help on waiting for the morning light in particular to mimic some of the slide guitar work because i don't know if tommy does any slide bruce probably could, but
1: um, yeah bruce could.
0: So, that that is those are my four picks off uh, asshole, and yeah, I, that was a struggle to get to Daniel. Before your fire alarm goes off or your lights go out again, let's have a couple more picks.
3: Now it takes two hours for the fire alarm to get, get go off again, so no problem. Uh, uh, but uh, I think I'm at number se- my number seven and number eight. Actually, you have to have War Machine in this set. I mean, it's such a great Gene tune, even if he didn't write it. Um, But uh, I just love that one, and it would work great in a small setting, you know, in a small club. It's just such a heavy, heavy song. One of my all-time favorite Kiss songs, actually. And then at number eight, I would actually bring kind of a slow song to the set. um, But I've always liked this one. It's kind of, um, you know... uh, they uh, they have never played it. I think it's from Heart in the Shade. And I always always liked the way Gene sang it. The production the production wasn't very good, but I think it would work kind of work live. And it's somewhere between Heaven and Hell or something like that, isn't mm-hmm. it called? Yep. Uh, I, I love the way he sings that one, and I think it's 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 kind of a slow song, but still have it has a lot of balls. And, and I would like to hear that one live. Somewhere between heaven and hell. And that will be the slowest song in my set. Nice. Again, very good. Very good picks there. Mark,
0: I'm going to go straight back to you on this and try and shake up our order to confuse myself. So?
1: Okay. So after those two songs, um, Gene will talk about an era of Kiss that was very controversial at the time, not Dynasty, but Unmasked, where they kind of were very much in a pop direction at that time. But within the album laid a gem, a gene gem. And interestingly enough, while Bruce didn't play on this album, his brother did, particularly was involved with this song, which is Naked City. So they'll play that song on their next. And then after that song is done, he'll talk about their big comeback, which is logical, because after the pop of Unmasked and the the sort of a misguided story that was The Elder, they went on and released a very fantastic record called Creatures of the Night and he would talk about his making of War Machine which he wrote on a little small Casio keyboard in his house the initial riff which was written on a little keyboard. So funny that a song that started out on a little Casio keyboard could turn into such a killer and fantastic song like War Machine.
2: Good picks. Ken. Nice. Um, and actually, uh, Mark, you know, I had, that crossed my mind, that storytelling thing. Um, so that's a good idea. That's something that I'd like. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Um, all right, so my next couple of picks I'll uh, throw out there are kind of, we're going to start slowing down a little bit, bringing it down. Uh, since we were pretty heavy in the, the prior two songs, I'm going to go into Unmasked and and uh, dynasty and i'm gonna pick out you know charisma definitely and then uh like mark naked city um, both of those songs man back to back would be just an awesome <laughs> thing to hear um mm-hmm. so we're gonna kind of start bringing it down to this the a little mellower section that's gonna come after these two songs
0: I think those are just absolutely fantastic picks that I would love to see Kiss pull into the set now as deep, deep cuts because I don't even have them on my list, but they are just Mm -hmm. brilliant choices. Charisma in particular, I think, would just be awesome for them just to to pull out. They've, They've kind of gone into a rut of all their deep cuts are now the same kind of batch. So Mm -hmm. imagine throwing Naked City or Charisma in. It would just be awesome. So my next two picks are the the last of my acoustic ones from my little acoustic section in the middle that uh, Daniel didn't care for. And it's See You Tonight (laughs) and Mr. Make-Believe. yes. For me, those are the Beatles covers. Those are the ones that harken back yeah. to what defined Gene as a musician without having to go into any of that cornball shit that he was writing before he was in Kiss, like, my mother is the most beautiful world, uh, woman in the world, or my uncle is a raft, that kind of stuff. <laughs> you know, it, 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 See You Tonight, we know how great it is acoustically. It's been, yeah. do, it's been done. But to me, it's just, it sums up Gene Simmons and that other side of the demon. So, um. I, I also surprised myself it's already been mentioned but war machine is not on my list at all mm-hmm. god of thunder is not on my list been so, it forever yeah you know th- those are two that are, that aren't there for me so daniel how about a couple more from you sorry uh,
3: yeah uh, after somewhere between heaven and hell i would try to pick something a bit more heavy And there's actually one song of the Creatures album that they didn't perform on the cruise. That is, uh, to me, one of the better Gene Simmons songs. And the song is Killer. I think that would work great live. It would be a kick-ass song with Bruce on guitar. I'd love to see that one. And without any interruption, I would move from Killer into another heavy Gene Simmons song with great lyrics, and that's Thou Shalt Not of the Mm -hmm. uh, Revenge album. That's one of my favorite lyrics, at at least. Uh, We've never heard that one live, and I think it would rock. I prefer that over Domino, and Domino won't make my Mm -hmm. set. And actually, Thou Shalt Not is the only track from Revenge in in my Mm -hmm. set. Um, I think um, it could be a great tune live. You know
0: that's that's a really cool another brace of uh, songs. I got to ask you though, you you've been kind of banging on Paul Stanley a little bit. uh, Yeah. In this episode, would you have Gene? Would you have Gene change the lyrics and kill her to bitches in is insane. He deals in pain instead of (laughs) she. Uh, You know, or he says he she. I'll just go get myself a shot. Yeah, I want to say
3: something like, you know, Paul liked to play every time I look at you, but I like to play let's <laughs> rock.
0: Yeah, great great pick. Ken, yeah. let's go to two more from you.
2: Well, I'm going to go I'm gonna, I'm gonna go three more, because these are shorter songs, so these three songs, so this is the mellower section. But I'm going to mirror Julian and you. Um, um, see you tonight and uh, Mr. Make-Believe. Those are great, I think, songs, and will go together. And here's the Beatles song is going in there that I'd love to hear is uh, "I Feel Fine," with uh, I could see Richie Scott there with the distorted guitar sound at the beginning of that song. You know, it's like you know whining, and then they go into it. I just think that it would work. I just really think that song would work uh, huh. as a song that go with the other two. Uh, so those would be the three songs.
0: Yeah, nice idea to uh, to include
2: a cover. Mark, two more from you.
1: Okay, so at this point in the show, Gene will talk about how he's been very lucky through his career to be surrounded by some great guitar players throughout his career. And as he talks about the various different guitar players, whether it's Ace or Bruce, or even discovering somebody like Eddie Van Halen, for example, he'll bring out both Eddie and Bruce, and they'll do a approximately four-minute guitar dual solo back and forth to each other and go straight into No, No, No after oh that. My. Oh, no, no, no! <laughs> wow. wow. So I think that would fit perfectly. It would work perfectly with the, the dual back and forth guitar shredding that they could do back and forth and then go right into that song and play the intro together back and forth. I think that would be awesome if they did that. And then after they perform that song, he goes back and discusses a little bit more of the revenge era, and pulls out unholy. Hmm.
0: Good stuff. All right. So I I did my set. I mirrored <laughs> again a one live kiss and Paul. He had 19 songs in his set, so I'm just gonna blaster a few in my my set. Now we're just strictly into the kiss stuff for me, and I've got plaster caster. I love it loud give him an opportunity to play uh, pay tribute to Eric Carr and watching you, you know, those are the, the next ones up out of the Kiss catalog watching you is just kind of like a given I love it loud is like a given and Plastic House is just one that's fun that I think's working well in the electric set Daniel, let's go back to you for some more of your picks
3: Yeah uh, um, After Kill and Thou Shalt Not um, I will actually go to The Elder and play one of the songs from from that album, and Gene would sing this one with Nikki Anderson, who I mentioned previously, and the song is "I." No one uh, of you have that one in your set, I believe, but I think that could be a good song live, and mm-hmm. it's actually it's actually what most of the Kiss songs, what they are all about, you know, believing mm-hmm. in yourself and standing up for what you believe in, and I think. Um, with Bruce on guitar and Gene and Nick Anderson doing the vocals, this would be a real kick-ass song. After that, I would move on to "Ladies Room," um, just a classic Gene song that hasn't been done enough. And uh, then I would mo- move on to uh, to a song from "Crazy Nights." You know, Gene has a few on "Crazy Nights" that could actually be good songs, but Ron Nevison, uh, he destroyed. Mm all chances of those songs becoming classic but uh, I thought a lot about this one but I I felt I wanted a gene song from crazy nice because I think he has a few that would go over quite well live and uh, the one I picked is hell or high water I think that one Mm. could uh, work well live Mm -hmm. and uh, topping things off I would play a medley And uh, there's just so many good songs from Asylum. So I would actually do a medley of them. Even though I'm not a big fan of medleys, I like to hear complete songs. But anyway, you slice it, loves a deadly weapon, and secretly cruel. Those all three put into a medley. And actually, he could start things off by showing a picture of himself, you know, looking like shit. (laughs) And talking about, well, I might look like shit. And the guy next to me, Paul Senna, he looks great. But I might look like shit, but I can sing this kind of stuff. That guy can't. And then he would rip into oh, that deadly. Oh, um, would it wouldn't do that. But it just, I would like him to get back a little bit at least at Paul. He could say... <laughs> one time he could say something bad about Paul. He has never done it. He's never said anything bad about Paul, has he? I can't no. remember. No. I, I, I got to ask you one cool thing fun.
0: on that. Do you think that Kiss could survive Gene going for the jugular?
3: Uh, that that's the problem, I guess. But yeah,
0: I don't know. Yeah, you know, right now he's a little bit like one of those nice, goofy black labradors that you know you smack them <laughs> on the nose and they ke- <laughs> they keep they keep just panting there. Yeah. going, yeah, you know, it's so loyal. So you know, keeping
2: yeah, keeping I it to himself
0: that's is probably <laughs> probably the best path. Ken,
2: yeah. a few more from you. Okay, uh, I'm going for um, trial by fire yeah. from Asylum. Uh, um, I've always liked that song for some reason, but I, I do like it, so I think that would be a good one, throw in there, and then uh, Thou shalt not from Revenge. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's a that's a great song. I love that song. Off Revenge, it's one of my favorites. So those are two. Am I supposed to go more than that? Yeah, you can. Let's uh, you know we're. You know, over down towards there. the on, the the end of the show. Yeah. So I'm gonna do a next then uh, towards the end, getting there. Uh, journey of a Thousand Years. Uh, I'm just gonna throw it in there, and then we'll see what happens next. The next couple of songs. Cool picks again, Mark.
1: Okay, so since we're getting near the end, I'm actually near the end of mine. So, um, the last song in the regular set before he plays it, he'll start talking about his time with Vinnie Vincent. Talk about some of the things that happened. Maybe fill in some blanks that we don't know about. Some surprising things might be revealed about him, his relationship with Vinnie Vincent and himself and what happened and maybe some things we don't know. And then that'll lead into him playing Killer. So, he'll end his set with that. They'll chant Gene, 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 Gene. He'll come back. And then before he plays the last two songs which will go back to back and end this end the show he'll talk about the old famous demo that he did with Eddie and Alex Van Halen who are there on stage with them and they'll go and play Tunnel of Love like they did with the de- on the demo and they'll do their version of Christine Sixteen they'll be the last two songs that they'll do together on stage To kind of end the show off and kind of ended on that historical note of, you know, the Eddie and Alex with Gene, you know, writing those songs together and maybe we don't get them on record, but we'll get them on live stage to hear how it might have sounded on record.
0: Yeah, it'll be fun, and you know, I was just imagining Eddie walking off stage and saying, "No, Gene, you still can't release the recordings." Um, <laughs> all right, I'm I'm gonna ramp up mine because I did full nineteen. My I only went with two really deep unperformed songs, just because Paul had only done a million to one and Magic Touch on his, mm-hmm. you know, one live kiss. So for my deep Gene Simmons picks, I went with Thief in the Night, off Crazy no one. Nights, yeah, that's and, a good one. and and it's again because. <laughs> It's a really good song that I never think got got its time in the sun. Um, yeah. You know, while we were focusing so much on Paul's songs as singles and during concerts during the period, and it's my way really of just tipping my hat to Crazy Nights as that first album I ever bought as a new Kiss fan um, after getting into the band with Asylum. The other one was "The Street Giveth and the Street Taketh Away" yeah. because Tommy's yeah. in my band. And Mm -hmm. again, it goes off Hot in the Shade. Both of these songs have Gene singing in a different style that I I really like. Um, And then to wrap up my set, I've got Parasite, Domino, Calling Dr. Love, and ending with the obligatory Rock and Roll All Night, which he is the primary vocalist on anyway. Um, A lot of my picks, I I find myself thinking after listening to your guys' I'm finding myself very conservative in my set list i'm trying to be the like the wedding planner here and find a, a set yeah. that's diverse enough to entertain the fans who go to this and <laughs> also entertain myself mm-hmm. with a few of the deeper cuts so um ken let's go back to you for a few more of your picks uh,
2: and maybe close out your set okay all right so i'm gonna like you i'm gonna throw in calling dr love um, that was there i think it's just it's his biggest hit if you yeah. think about it. Other uh, chart-wise, I guess um, it's 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 him. Um, and then I'm also gonna throw in another uh, another song that's trying to get the crowd you know wound up. Well, obviously I'm gonna throw in uh, rock and roll all night, so that's gonna kind of end the show. It's kind of obligatory. You just gotta gotta put it in there. Um, mm-hmm. and, and the crowd will get into Everyone knows that song None other, they know that song um, And then so they go off Come back for the encore uh, And the encore is going to be a couple more Type songs uh, One, two more anthems here um, Shout it out loud It's going to play They're going to do that mm-hmm. one And then they're going to finish with I I think the I statement mm-hmm. as the last Very last song of the set Would be would be the one to go, way to go.
0: So that's Great. it. Great pick, and I didn't even go on to the elder. Go figure. Daniel,
3: let's wrap
1: up your <laughs> set. Yeah, yeah, really.
3: Yeah, I'll wrap up my set. Well, the end of the main set would be Betrayed. I always liked that song. I think it's one of the best bearer Kiss mm-hmm. uh, Gene songs of uh, Hot in the Shade. Uh, and it's a high-speed, um, up-tempo song, uh, rocks. They tried it a few times, I, I guess it didn't work that well, but I'd like to hear it and then I would close the main set with the God of Thunder and mm. then the the stage would go black and he would come back to perform the encore and he would start you would only hear the drums starting, and of course it would be "I love it loud. you have to put mm. that in there. Uh, and to close things off, he would rip into calling Dr. Love, and that would kind of metamorphize into I want to rock and roll on that part every day. That would be the end of it.
0: Yep. It's kind of a must have. Uh, Mark, had you yeah. reached the end of your set, or how do you close yeah. out? How do you close out, Gene?
1: Well, mine mine was those last two that we he talked about writing with eddie and alex van halen the tunnel of love and christ christine 16 would be the big closer for them right i think in that set, it's it's interesting to put that one in because if you notice my whole set was 78 and beyond that right so nothing before that the only song that was performed before the solo record was christine 16 but it was only performed because of that historical connection with eddie and alex van halen so that's how i closed my set so
0: you know as we wrap up this episode uh one last question actually i I do want to interject one thing that uh my show would have opening music and it would be when you wish upon a star playing before he rips into (laughs) others daniels oh
2: that's that's it but not not his version of wish when you wish upon a star would it be uh, the original version?
0: No, it would be his 1978 solo album Marshall, oh, really? playing in the background wow. I don't think okay. he's, he's gonna pay anyone else to, uh, you know, pipe in their <laughs> okay. music uh, for the show, right. but just the last question I have for you about these set lists is Was there anything that shocked you about your set? You know, I'm shocked that I didn't have God of Thunder and War Machine in mine and Killer mm. and I Nothing from The Elder, nothing from Lick It Up. Did you surprise yourself in
3: any way? Daniel? I'm not shocked about my set, but I'm shocked about some of your picks. <laughs> uh, so, so I would say like putting four did you put did you put four songs of from asshole in your set, Julian?
0: Ab- absolutely, because Paul Stanley yeah. put four from that the shocked band in That shocked me that
3: shocked the hell out of me.
0: I, I say I took Paul Stanley's One Live Kiss yeah, you and did that's that, our, but... as the blueprint and shoehorn Gene Simmons mm. into copying what Paul Stanley mm.
3: did. Uh, one life kiss you have a couple of a few good songs on there so you can do something with that but asshole i i can't i I just it's not for me i don't like that album at all and also i think the 78 solo album is way overrated i think the the only good songs on that album are the slow songs and they've done that to death since 95 in the acoustic sets we need a rock and roll show with gene and he has the songs to do it let's bring on some loves a deadly weapon somewhere between heaven and hell killer thou shalt not hell or high water betrayed charisma i mean fits like a glove god damn it you have a lot of good songs that works they work live, and they are kick-ass songs. Let's forget about the acoustic session, trying to be like, you know, his Gene Simmons. He's supposed to be like a raw, cool, heavy metal dude. I, uh, I want to hear some rock and roll, not not any acoustic stuff, but that's just me. Yeah, nice,
0: Beck. I enjoyed your set. Ken, what about you? Do you surprise yourself in any way? Or do you want to bash, oh. on, uh, bash on Asshole a little bit?
2: No, I'm not going to bash. <laughs> <laughs> what, what really surprised me... What surprises me uh, is how hard it is to pick this set, because really, Gene Simmons has a lot of good, great songs, and it's hard to pick them all. I'd love to pick some other ones and throw them in there, but it, it really opened my eyes to say, wait a minute, you know, people were saying that Paul Stanley is the, the the best writer of all the songs, does all the songs, he's, the, he's the man. but you know what? gene is uh, he has a ton of good songs yeah he's written some crappy ones out there of course um but he has a lot a very big catalog of great songs to choose from that we could have put in here that we didn't um so that's what surprises me is i'm realizing i'm already a gene fan anyway but uh i'm realizing. Realizing that how many he really did contribute and how great these songs are. I'd love to hear them live if possible.
0: Yeah, that, that is an absolutely wonderful perspective. How many Gene songs are really good? And no one mm-hmm. even mentioned Going Blind or Let Me Go Rock and Roll. Yeah, I, I mean, I go, Come on, going, going Blind. I mean... Yeah, yeah, that's a good tune. Mark. Yeah, exactly. Do, well, do, do you surprise yourself with yours? or
1: Yeah, you? yeah I did because... Um, Being that my favorite non makeup record is Asylum, I pretty much picked nothing off of it, which was surprising.
2: That's weird too.
1: And my favorite album, obviously, is Rock and Roll Over, and nothing was picked off of there, but that was mainly because of my whole uh, story configuration of how he set the tour up, right, with the 78 and beyond, right? Mm -hmm. So there wasn't going to be anything before that, anyways, right? But I mean, yeah, you know, going through all his songs. There's a lot of songs, but I mean that's the thing. There, there's he has a lot of good songs. There's also quite a few stinkers too. But I mean, don't forget, there's how many records that Kiss make. They've made like Jesus, like over 20 studio albums. So you know, if you really think about it, the law of averages. There's not that many good Gene Simmons songs, but there's a lot. There's still a lot in the grand scheme of things, right? But it was still difficult to pick enough of them to make a decent set list and and it's difficult to make one that would put surprises in there right because i mean it you could have picked so many other songs than what i picked as well you know i mean look at some of the stuff 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 you guys picked you picked charisma and stuff i didn't pick that i didn't pick i you know there's a lot of great songs that he had so i think to just wrap it up on my end i think that if gene does do this kind of a tour he should have no problem making a decent set list from the material that he has available to him.
0: Nope. Yep. Yeah. And you know, I'm I'm available cheaply, Gene, to advise you on your set. Um, we didn't <laughs> no, even mention no. it's my life uh daniel obviously does not agree with the acoustic part so uh you know that's that's the fun of putting this together so that's the episode we would love to hear from you i mean if gene simmons were to do a a solo tour and we're reading a lot into a what if of one you know basic post of him showing up to an event in nashville in september 2017 i mean you know but if gene simmons were to do a solo tour how would you like him to do it what would you like him to wear name the tour who do you want to be in his band what do you want to see on the stage and most most importantly what music would you want him to perform keeping it uh, 18 or 19 songs So, you know, join us on Facebook or on the FAQ message board or wherever you listen to this show and chime in with your picks and also chime in with, I can't believe you didn't say such and such a song. Which Gene Simmons track do you think we've totally missed the boat on today? And it's all very subjective. It's all good. So come and join us and we thank you for listening to us and we will see you next time. I keep thinking you're going to put up a picture of a girl